Welcome to the Social University Podcast. We are so glad you're joining us today because we want to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and people just like you who want to build their business online. Listen, if we can do it, you can do it. So let's go. Good morning. I'm Karen Taradis with Social U, and it is time for What's Up Wednesday, where we come to you live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central to talk about social media tips, tricks, and trends. This morning and for the rest of December, we're going to talk about lessons learned, mistakes made, trends for next year, the whole the whole thing. And then in January, we're going to start focusing more on planning and getting ready for 2024. But first and foremost, I want to talk about some of the more common social media mistakes that are made and um, what that looks like and how you can avoid that in the future. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, yeah, uh, first and foremost, and I know you guys have heard me say this a lot, but you can't be all things to all people. You, it is almost impossible to be on every single platform. It's time consuming. It's overwhelming. It is a lot of content. So unless you have a team that is generating content for you and monitoring your comments and your stats, it's rough to try to be everywhere all the time. So I would tell you the lesson you need to take from that is take your time and pick the platform that's going to work best for you based on what your audience target is don't rush into anything and don't let anybody else rush you into anything. A good example for this would be threads. Instagram launched threads earlier this year. People got super excited. They ran into it and signed up for it before they realized that you can't unsign for it. If you decide you want to get rid of your threads account, you have to delete your Instagram account. And when you signed up for threads, it gave Instagram access to your entire life, everything on your phone, your pictures, everything, which is insanely invasive. So don't be rushed. Do what you need to do. Make sure you understand who your audience is. Make sure you have a good um, good basic comprehension of who your target demographic is so you can go to the platform that represents that demographic. If you're um, trying to talk to people who are over 50, it's got to be Facebook. So it, it, it depends on what your audience, who your audience is, where they spend their time, how old they are, all of that comes into consideration. But one or two platforms is what most businesses can um, comfortably be on with good content, with good information, without being overly exerted and just exhausted all the time. I'm, you know, burnout is real. And if you're trying to, if you're over committing to content, it, it'll take a toll eventually. Okay, mistake number two. I call this the Goldilocks effect. It's overposting, underposting. You want it to be just right. It is so much better for you to have fewer, higher quality posts than it is to post junk every single day just to say you posted something. Don't 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 do that. You want to be focused in your strategy and your plan so that the content that you're posting is effective and that it works for you. Um, better. Quality beats 
frequency. And overposting is one of the most common reasons that followers will unfollow you. They, they don't like it. So if you're, and there are certain pages who can stand this, but a lot of pages can't. More than one time on Facebook, according to HubSpot, is too many. Now, if you have thousands of followers and your followers are super engaged, you might be able to do more than once. Again, you have to do what works the best for you. But statistically speaking, one post a day is is plenty and not just on Facebook, but on, on almost every single platform. Of course, there's exceptions to that. You're going to, if you're on Pinterest, you're going to pin more than once a day. If you're on Twitter, you're going to tweet more than once a day. So it just, it depends, again, it depends on the platform, but overposting is a great way to ensure people unfollow you pretty quickly. Underposting is also bad. It, it doesn't look good for your company. If nothing's been posted in the last two months, it looks like you're, um, either overwhelmed or maybe not in business anymore, or maybe just lazy. So consistency is super important. You want to post the right content in the right quantity on the right platform at the right time. The Goldilocks effect. Just right. Yeah. Okay. Mistake number three, three, not using user generated content. User generated content is one of the best, most effective pieces of content that any business can use images and testimonial images and testimonials from current and previous clients that go a long way and you want to repost when you can. Well, why, what, why? Well, it maximizes your reach because a lot of times the people whose content that you're sharing will turn around and share that information too, because they're excited to be shared by the brand. It puts your client in at the forefront of your brand which really makes you come across as more authentic and transparent, which really and truly you are. If you're willing to feature your client and feature user generated content, it is insanely cost effective because you didn't have to spend the money to generate that video or to generate that, um, that photograph, your client did it for you. And of course um, it it's effective. It not only is it cost effective, it is effective. Um, a great example of this, one of the best I've seen in a very long time, is Eagle Brand Condensed Milk. A um, a senior woman, probably in her late 80s, maybe even 90s, did, uh, she was recording, making her recipes for Thanksgiving with her daughter, granddaughter, and she made up a little rhyme about Eagle Brand. I think it was from an older commercial, but I, Probably not, but she was recorded making this rhyme and people loved it. It blew up on TikTok. Of course, it started on TikTok. Well, Eagle Brand got their hands on it and loved it. They shared it as part of their content and they rewarded the user for making it. They ended up giving her um, money and a ton of swag from the company. But that is absolutely the best way to do it. When you, when the brand supports the user generated content, it's amazing. There's something distasteful about having a brand like a larger retailer who shall remain unmentioned when their employees or when their customers make videos inside the store, they don't like it. They punish those people. That leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Eagle brand kudos on you for doing it the right way. Good for you. Um, Another great example of this is Stanley, the Stanley cups Um, user had a car accident. Her car caught on fire. She went to uh, see if she could salvage anything and she reached in and pulled out her Stanley cup. Still had ice in it after the fire. 
amazing. Stanley jumped all over that. They shared her content. They shared her information. They replaced her cups with a bunch more, and they also replaced her car. So kudos on you for really stepping into user-generated content and using it effectively. You could do this on a much smaller scale as a business. Lean into your user-generated content. Okay. Mistake number four, not engaging with your audience. Okay, you got to put the social back in social media. This is why TikTok has been so successful. I think it's because creators can speak directly with their fans in an instant, whether it's live or whether you just posted your video, you're much more likely to get engagement there than almost any other platform. 42% of consumers expect to hear back within an hour when they leave a message online or on social media, just over a quarter. So only about 25% of companies actually do that. Um, over half take more than 24 hours, and then some don't respond at all. So refusing to engage with your customers, it's not only rude, but it's also super damaging to your business. And this includes not embracing feedback that isn't overall positive. You got to hear the bad with the good. It helps you understand where your shortfalls are, where your shortcomings are, so you can improve next time. If we're doing something that's ineffective, I want to know that. If the customer doesn't like what we're producing, I want to know that. When we are doing an intake with a new client, it is very normal for us to have a conversation where we tell our client, you are not going to hurt my feelings. I want your feedback. I want to know if you like it because I'd much rather have you tell me I don't like this and let us get it correct than for you to wait a couple of months and never be happy with anything. I want to know why you don't like it and I want to know how we can improve it, make it better. Feedback. Lean into your feedback. Engage with your client. Okay, mistake number five. The same content on all platforms. I still see so many brands and so many businesses doing this. Stop it. Stop it. It's not the same. Each platform performs very differently. They have a very different audience and you cannot treat them the same. Each audience is different. I would, um, we do reuse our content from platform to platform, but there's stuff that we post on TikTok. I would not post anywhere else. And there's much more formal content that's more business oriented that I would not post anywhere but LinkedIn. Um, Laura says feedback is such a value 100%. You want your client's feedback. Even if it's bad, you need to know. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm still getting my voice back to normal. Although it sounds a lot better than it did last week. So definitely stop. Try Again, you can't be all things to all people. Stop using the exact same post. That makes me crazy when people post a business post on Instagram and they just push it to Facebook. Aside from the fact that it's not the same audience, Facebook doesn't want to see those hashtags. And a lot of times the tags, they don't work. So if you are trying to push that content, it's it's almost comes across as broken because it's not functioning on the platform like it was intended to. You can't automatically push and get the locations and the tags correct. And it's a very different audience. It's a much younger audience generally on Instagram, and you can get away with different things that you would be able to do on Facebook. So cater your message to the platform, make sure it's, and you can use similar content, but the messaging needs to be there to support it. Mistake number six. Um, <clears throat> let me remind you again, video. It works. 85% of people watch videos monthly. Um, video engages the end user more than any other kind of 
um, content. 64% are more likely to buy product after watching a video. It builds your credibility. It helps with your transparency. It's cost effective. It's an excellent education tool. It puts your face on, you put your face in your branding. It makes you part of your marketing, which is excellent because it, it's, makes you transparent. It's easy for people to relate to you if they can see you on video. And don't skip the captions. Still over 80% of people will watch videos with the sound off. So if the captions are off, they're missing your message. But video, if you have not integrated video into your strategic marketing plan for your organization in the year of our Lord 2024, it is time. It is time. Get on board. Get into it. Um, If you don't like that, I hate that. I'm sorry. You still have to do it. And it doesn't have to be you. You can get one of your employees or one of your team members. But, you know, when push comes to shove, you're the one who's got the most skin in the game. It really does need to be the business owner. They do need to participate. It's always helpful when you can put a face on a brand. Always. People are always relate to people more. That's the reason images with faces on Instagram do 42% better than images without faces. They want to relate to a person. You're the person. Get in front of the camera. Um, if you're hesitant to do this, you can kind of ease into it with um, pre-recorded video. You don't have to start out by going live. You can do voiceover if that helps you. You can do um, creative video still images to kind of get started with voiceover. There are options available that are not just straight up video, but it's time. It's time for you to get in front of a camera. Um, marketing mistake, excuse me, social media mistake number seven, um, ignoring new features and trends. Um, social media platforms will often introduce new features, um, new algorithms, and it's important for you to be aware of that and trends because it allows you to adapt quickly and make the most of the platform um, and the platform updates so that you can optimize your online strategy. A lot of what they update benefits you. And you have to know what that is to stay on top of that. Like a a good example, LinkedIn recently made it available for you to schedule your posts. Welcome to 2023 LinkedIn. But if you didn't know that and you're still doing it manually, that could be costing you valuable time every single day. You don't have to do it that way. You can schedule. So yeah, it is important to know um, what the different uh, options are available on each platform because they're always different. The different search engine um, optimization features for each platform. And of course, trends. A lot of times you can get more traction from a trend if it just has the, um, if it just has trending more traction from a content, if it has trending music behind it. So do consider that when you are generating your content. Um, mistake number six, not optimizing or completing your bio. I get, I get super frustrated with this because it's the easiest thing to fix. You have to make it easy to buy from you because your competitors will. That's all there is to it. People have a very short attention span. They will only look for your information for so long and then they're done. And if your phone number isn't available, if you only have a phone number and you don't have email and they don't want to call you, they want to email you. Super frustrating. If they can't put their hands on you or if they can't contact you, they're done. So you have to make it easy and accessible to the end user. And that means phone number. It means email. It means website. I can't imagine not having a website. And how? How do you function as a business with no website? How do you collect emails with no website? That's that's just crazy to me. But yeah, make it easy for people to find you. Fill out your entire bio and make sure that bio matches across 
all the platforms so that it's not confusing for your end user. You want to use the same brand name, just like you want to use the same um, what's in it for me statement and the same call to action so that people know it's you, they relate it to you and it's, it's easy for them. You, you got to have to make an easy user experience. What is that? Oh, that's a great look like a little teapot. And I'm glad I just saw it live. That's great too. Um, okay. So next mistake, mistake number nine, there are 10 just FYI. So that we're, we're down to the last two um, buying followers or asking your friends and family to follow you. Okay. I understand you've got to start somewhere and it's okay for you to ask your friends and family to follow you if they're really going to do it. But um, if you like, for example, if you have a friend who follows your business on Facebook, but they don't have any interest in the product or the service or supporting your product and service, after seeing a few posts, they're likely to switch those off or stop engaging. Facebook registers that as a negative reaction to your page and they stop letting your reach, uh, they start restricting your reach as a consequence. So that happens big time when you buy followers. That um, always fascinates me. These influencers who have thousands of followers and they only have a 1% engagement, they're fake. That's how you can tell if they're fake. Less than, especially on Instagram, if it's less than 1%, so fake. So, and there are platforms you can run the accounts through to see if the purchasers, if the followers were purchased, it'll tell you if the accounts are real or not, which is interesting. And a lot of these platforms will go through cleanse where they update the information and they remove a lot of fake or spam accounts. And if you've bought all yours and all of your followers disappear at the same time, that is not good. <laughs> so I'd rather build organically, slowly, and really create a community than to have a bunch of fake followers. You just don't want to do that. And if your family and friends want to support you, that's awesome. But they really actually need to support you. They need to engage and not just passively follow your page and never go back to it. That's that's not good for you. Okay, mistake number 10. And you would think this goes without saying, but I'm going to say it. You cannot use the same old boring strategy and hope for better results. If you're not getting the results you want now, it's time to update or change or implement changes to your strategy. That's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Check your analytics, check your statistics, do what works. If video outranks everything else, maybe switch over to primarily video content. If your Q&A works better than everything else, focus on Q&A. Do what works for your brand in the most effective way possible because that's what it comes down to. You have to do what works for you. That is it for me for Mistakes Made and Lessons Learned this year. Next week, we are going, what are we talking about next week? Next week, we are going to talk about social media trends for 2024. I do believe our office will be closed the last two weeks of the year. I will confirm that and we will post, of course, across all platforms to let you guys know. We are, um, of course, accessible. You can always send a message or comment on our post. And we will respond to your questions. I love questions. It helps me know which direction you guys want us to take for next year. And I would love to hear from you. What do you want to know? What do you want us to focus on for 2024? How can I help you grow your business? Um, I look forward to hearing from you guys. Until next week, I'm Karen Taratis, and I'm here to help. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for the Social University Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media at Stay Social U. That's the letter U. And we will talk to you next week. Remember, you've got this.